Hello, as Bobby, I'm sure you all to Gus Shachley. She Robert Akarslachmish. I'm Bob Carswell, and I'd like to welcome you to this program, Shachley. In Shachley this week, Sinero Shorge Shachley, and Chachtu Vart Vanning, the appointment of the seventh Manx Bard, with an event held last Sunday, once again in the barn at Paul Castain's farm, Moorhouse, as Ounder Brian Max Dahl, and the Brian Stoll Award. Adrian Kane of Powell tells us what's involved. This evening, Thursday the 2nd of September, you can go along to St Catherine's Church in Port Erin for a concert at 7.45 being given by the Londu Male Voice Choir. Admission is free with a retiring collection in aid of church funds. Tomorrow evening, Friday the 3rd of September, the Centenary Centre in Peel will be hosting a folk night in the Athol Room, presented by Paul Reynolds, and his guests tomorrow evening will be Sue Harrison and the trio of Jack, Frank and Maeve. Free admission to that, though any donations will be gratefully received. This Saturday the 4th, St James's Church Schoolroom in Dorby is the venue for a gathering with the Mollock Band, starting at 7.30. You'll need to ring Jilly on 844-031 to check about tickets and also any dietary requirements because the evening includes food. Tickets are £12.50, so ring Jilly on 844-031 to see about a gathering with the Mollock Band in Dorby this Saturday. Next Wednesday evening, the 8th of September, at 7.45, it's the final summer concert of the series that's been going on in St Thomas's Church in Douglas. Next Wednesday brings the singing of Jane Corkle and Paul Costain. Trevor Bridge Carter as Hazel Tear as Janet Lees, Lord Machon Correr Bun Ig, De Bech Pech Enyach Reich, Dach Blain de Ve Bard Vanin, Renard Reich de Bech and Hidward T. E. Brown. Gedder do Reschen Bess, the Blain Hochi Jeg, Kerfied a Shach Jeg. Look Blaine, there's T. Brown ve honorich more in Hidvard Vanning, Henk Stacy Astel de ve anavard. She John Collister von Trasvard, as es Sarah Goodwins, Renskriu Lormachion Achil Chonicheks, Seneg more in Cheruvard Vanning. And Hweguvard was shen Annie Kizik, as es she Zoe Cannell ve erna pointiel de ve in Sheovard. Ach niai derau en corid orus yn siôf o bard vanning rys blein er lieu, chyn elsen dy greu derau ad gerudit ag geran y blinoch. Tad olyw goel arn ond tachyrtyn, as dy olyw neidyn er lieu ffos ochsyn dy chiaw. As dy eig elio hon, ys, bard vanning yn eigid. A se holi mycreif yn chyd er, as dy lwg heng zand y siotliff, as ag y treit hon se brint y iasodaran ta bard vanning yn eigid. Last Sunday, a good number of people assembled in the barn at Moorhouse Farm for the announcement of the 7th Manx Bard. The other bards were there to take part in proceedings, in which a poem by the 1st Manx Bard, T. E. Brown, was read by Anita Cashin. We heard poems by Manx Bards Stacey Astle, John Collister, Sarah Goodwins, Annie Kizik and Zoe Cannell, and by Manx Youth Bards Xander Shirtliff and Brintha Yasodaran as well as music and song by Annie Kizik and Compe Phil Gorn, a song by Paul Costain, and one by Jane Glover. Then we came to the highlight, the reason for the event. And here Stacey Astle and Annie Kizik tell us something about the process of choosing the seventh bard, and then Zoe Cannell makes the announcement. 
what we thought we'd do is try and split this into three different parts for you today. So the first bit I'm going to talk about is what a Manx bard should be. This is a bit of a tricky question to answer because the beauty of this role is that each bard is different. We do have a few things in common. We all want to promote poetry and Manx culture, but what that means to each one of us is very different, and that's how it should be. This isn't a stagnant position. We never want any bard to be a carbon copy of everyone who came before. With each new edition, we develop the role and we grow in different ways. And if we didn't do that, it would be a failure. So what do we look for in our bards? Their ability to perform is important. We want to make sure they're able to communicate their work effectively and are comfortable on the stage. Um, we also, of course, look for quality poetry. We want work that moves and impresses us and resonates with us after the audition. Those kind of things would be the hallmark of a really strong contender. And finally, we look for someone who has ideas about the way they want to use their time as bard, projects they want to run, or strategies for the year ahead. This shows not just that they've considered that they would like to be Manx Bard, but instead have considered what they personally can offer to the role and to the island. So when somebody has all of those qualities, we know we have ourselves a winner. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know what we were looking for. And yesterday we had the great pleasure of uh, a few hours in the Hallie McClegg, um, Dr. Clegg's, uh, the great folklorist, um, the, the little room there in Balabeg. It was, 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 was the uh, site of, of, of the judging. And thank you, everybody here who, who turned up. It's nerve-wracking. We've all been there. You're sitting the other side. It must feel a little bit like an interview. And then we launch in with questions. And uh, you get a chance to recite. But obviously, it's a little different in a closed room with people very close to you. So thank you. We were all extremely impressed by what we heard. We heard poems that moved us. We heard poems that made us laugh. There were clever poems. We learned some things too, didn't we? <laughs> asking a few questions. We certainly uh, learned things ourselves. Everybody who um, got through to what is in effect the final, because we did have more entries, didn't all get to, to um, perform yesterday. Um, they were of very, very high quality. It was a very, very, very difficult decision. Everybody could act, everybody could project, <laughs> and everybody could write. Difficult, but I think in the end, after quite a considerable discussion, we did in, come to um, we did come to a conclusion. Uh, a conclusion. I think we were all happy with the end. So thank you from our hearts. We really enjoyed ourselves yesterday, all of us, didn't we? We did. And uh, Zoe, would you like to put everybody out of their misery? <laughs> thank you very much. It was a pleasure. I really share the feelings of the pleasure of judging, and thank you very much to everybody for such a, a great competition. Um, the person who has won is somebody who I personally have seen and known over the years, and I have watched them grow, not only in height, but in ability. They have been a huge part of the Isle of Man arts world to date, and I'm sure that this will continue. And I am, ladies and gentlemen, I am very pleased to announce that the seventh Manx Bard is Owen Atkinson.
the second, fifth and sixth Manx bards, Stacey Astle, Annie Kizik and Zoe Cannell, and the announcement of Owen Atkinson of Laxey as the seventh Manx bard. After the robing and chairing, Owen gave two of his poems. I'm going to read you a couple of poems that I read um, in my audition. Uh, this first one is I wrote last year, um, sitting out in the garden. Um, I live in Lexi, and um, it was yeah a summer evening, and I was looking at the sky, and the poem is called "Summer Evening Sky," so it's fairly um, self-explanatory. A summer evening sky is full of possibilities. The light is blue, purple, lilac, and I can do anything. There are so few cars at this time that for once I'm sure I can hear the sea even when I can't see it behind the overgrown hedges. Summer evening sky and the light across the valley is even brighter than here. Yellow and orange still linger. Recently I realised that I know the smell of rain, and now I think I know the smell of dusk. As colours fade and the world turns to black and white, I wonder, is the grass really still green? Or does it look green to me because I know it is? The sky is still blue and the clouds grey. That is certain. Why do we say blue is a sad colour, when tonight it is so pretty? Can we stay up, past sundown, past nightfall, past the slowly looming lull? For light will creep in again before it's really left. Let's stay up till sunrise, and do it all again. Not go to bed until the next summer evening sky. The birds are awake, so why can't we be? The birds are awake, so why can't we be? I sit, and I write, and I watch them fly. Soon the day will begin again, but for now it's me, a book, and a pen, and the summer evening sky. I'm going to read this second um, short poem as well. Um, I tend to write not in rhyme. It depends. I have internal rhymes. I don't like to stick to structure, but for this one I wanted to, um, to challenge myself. So um, I like to say this before I read this poem. Um, I hope that you can hear it in there, but there are eight lines of eight syllables and then four of four, two of two and one of one. I just think that's quite clever. So I like to say that before, <laughs> before I read it as well. <laughs> Um, and the poem is called Tradalure. I know that I can always turn to fields of heather, gorse, and fern. Forever sure I've got this place, a calm and helpful breathing space, an atmosphere that's crisp and clear, where urban stresses disappear in horizontal hail or rain. I hear an echoing refrain. Ellen Bannon, lungs expanding. This land I love, there's time enough. Sea breeze, soft ease, 
Pen. The seventh Manx bard, Owen Atkinson, giving two of his poems to a very appreciative audience. A little later, I had the opportunity to ask Owen about his work. Many congratulations on being elected as the seventh Manx bard. What was it that brought you to poetry? So, my mum writes poetry, and she's been a big um, inspiration and help in terms of getting me into poetry. Um, I started writing again um, at uni and then um, coming back to the island there's so much here that inspires me um, and that makes me want to write. Um, before I had written about lots of different things but writing about nature and writing about our island and things over here, I mean it doesn't have to be nature based to be island based but um, I found that um, yeah, writing is, is cathartic to me, writing is um, a creative output, it's um, yeah, it, it brings me so much. What occurs to you first? Is it the feeling and then you start exploring words to try and phrase it? Um, so I get impulses that I have to write down at various points, um, a line, a thought, a vision, and then um, normally I'm, uh, I, I, I commit myself a time to writing from that. So I'm not the kind of person who will... Um, uh, be at a party and then run into a corner and write an entire poem but I might write a note on my phone um, with a couple of words so um, yeah generally um, the words come to me in a moment in an inspiration um, in something that I see and then um, we take it from there <laughs> yep. and is there much revision work when you look back through the notes that you've taken how do you format into a full poem Oh, it's always changing. I mean, there's there's poems that I have. The one that I, one that I read tonight um, has, has various versions of it. Um, it's always um, looking back and seeing with new eyes and um, just adding and uh, and manipulating the structure and the rhyme. And yeah, I just uh, the more work um, and the more times I read it, the more I want to change. So um, it's just whatever wherever the poem um, wants to go. <laughs> and as Stacey was saying earlier on, each bard makes of the position what they want. Yes. What do you see used for yourself during the course of the year? Um, I have um, many ideas floating around that I'm very excited to be able to um, make into reality. <laughs> um, I think um, I really enjoy blending poetry with different performance mm. styles. So I actually do drag and I've used poetry in that before. Um, I play clarinet so I've done poetry with music. Um, I enjoy, um, yeah, and blending poetry into scenes and spaces where you wouldn't necessarily see poetry um, so uh, most of um, my ideas for projects come um, under under that um, that umbrella of um, blending poetry with other things and other spaces. So do you see yourself more as a performance poet or do you commit things to paper have you things in print yet? Um, only a couple here and there from competitions so mostly performance um, based so far but um, I'm open to poetry in any and all formats that will take me. <laughs> oh, and I can, congratulations once again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Owen Atkinson, the seventh Manx bard, Molia Solia Dayson. 
and after I dashed off to come to Manx Radio, Phil Gorn also spoke to Owen Atkinson using technology linked straight through to Manx Radio, so that it went out live in Gullas Gagan on Sunday afternoon, even as I was driving into Douglas to present Claire Nigale. I'm, I mean, I'm overwhelmed. I I didn't necessarily expect this. I mean, I know I went for, for it, but I, I told myself to go in with zero expectations. But here we are. Um, and it's, it's a huge honour, obviously. Um, I'm overwhelmed and I'm very, very grateful um, that I've been chosen. Obviously, there's been a really stiff competition. There were something like uh, 23 entries, I think, and uh, narrowed down to eight on the shortlisting, and then uh, you you were the successful candidate. So how how long have you been um, writing, um, performing uh, poetry? Um, So I've been writing for a few years. I mean, you know, we all do it um, at at school, um, and then... I've I've been back on the island around 18th and um, I started writing again at, at university but um, coming back to the Isle of Man um, I found a lot of um, inspirations to write over here so definitely a lot more over the past um, year and a half but for a few years definitely. And, and what does inspire you? What what are the things that uh, make you want to write? You know what 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 sort of uh, messages are you trying to 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 put, uh, portray through your your um artistic endeavours? Um, that's a very broad question. <laughs> um, I don't always go in with a specific message that I want to portray. Um, I mean, you're capturing a moment or you're capturing an emotion. Um, uh, I was thinking before about how I create poetry and how I write. And generally, it comes from a moment, a line, a, a feeling, um, an interaction. Um, and then, yeah, you just take it from there. I never go in very rarely go in with a specific intention. I just write what I write and art is um, interpretive and what people take from it is what they take. <laughs> and, and how important is poetry? I mean, a lot, lot of um, people would probably look at poetry and think, oh, that's not for me, it's a bit highfalutin and, and uh, too fancy for, for, for the likes of me. Um, uh, what, would, what would you say to people who would, who would have that dismissive um, uh, sort of attitude to, towards poetry? Um, I would say that poetry is a lot broader than you think it is. And poetry can really be anything. I mean, I don't... Um, even just the fact that most people think that po- poetry has to rhyme. Most of the poetry I write doesn't have to rhyme. Um, it, as long as you're getting your feelings out on a page with words, probably in lines, it's poetry. So um, poetry can be as complicated or as simple as you want it to be. Um, and um, one of the things that I'm hoping to do as Manx Bard is to... Um, reach poetry into as many areas of Manx life and society as possible. Phil Gorn, talking to the 7th Manx Bard, Owen Atkinson. For Brian Max Dol, my friends, on an over virgin tegas on Cushne Gilga, near as an trere and ilai art, Lorish Dulisha Carachas, a Faber Nayach, a Tosjach Nablina, Naichi Jeg, three Jeggers died. Chilirach ve courage de insecher hilg, as fine a lanegger ve gian de hunale slyelia insecher's goisology. Brian Stoll's doctorate was in nuclear physics. 
However, working for the UK Atomic Energy Authority, he made notes on sensitive topics in Manx, so no one else would be in a position to understand them. Not surprisingly, his autobiography is called Gilg as Fishig, Manx and Physics. His interests were very wide indeed, but he produced an enormous amount of material to teach and promote the Manx language. The group Pobble inaugurated Ounder Brian Maxtoll, the Brian Stoll Award, and I spoke with Adrian Kane about it. Now that we've just come into the month of September, by the end of the month you'll be looking for entries for Ounder Brian Maxtoll, the Brian Stoll Award. So what exactly are you looking for in that? Well, yeah, it's... Um an award we gave out a couple of years ago now for the first time at Pobble. And I suppose it's just a way of us giving back to the creative community who are trying to use and incorporate the language in ways which are appropriate for them, really. So a couple of years ago, it was Joe Collister and Felicity Wood got it for a wide variety of different ways in which they incorporated the language into their own creative work, really. So it can be anything, to be honest, a story, a poem, visual, written. That's not important, really. It's just about giving people um, a bit of an incentive to think creatively about the language and the way that they use it, really. And so, and it's not just about the language, it's about articulating it in creative and different ways. In Joe Collister's case, of course, she came up with a couple of wonderful stories about her hens, which were very funny and, as you say, were through the medium of Manx. Yeah, sometimes people need a little bit of a push or a goal, I suppose, to help them with the language. So I know Joe, she's a good speaker of Manx now, but she used her own creative imagination and the process of writing those stories and thinking about them was really, I think, beneficial to her own banks, really. And sometimes people need that when they're through either whatever level they are. You need some kind of target or goal to make you think about the language and think about how you can use it. And an award was also made to a different form of creative art as well. Yeah, Felicity Wood, she's an artist and she, great artist and from her own volition really started incorporating Manx into her artistic work and there's clearly a lot, and you only have to look at the amount of greeting cards and things like that, calendars and the like now that are around which incorporate the language. So, and this is, you don't have to be a fluent speaker but if it's if it's one way in which you want to articulate the sort of linguistic um, heritage and identity language and it's that's brilliant really and I think it's incumbent on us to try and reward in a small way people for using the language in that context and also get for them getting a bit of PR. We all need to um, I think big up people who use the language in different sort of ways because it's something that most people don't do so to make the commitment to do it is something which we need to say good am I you for I think and how can people become involved in the award you can contact Pobble there's no entry fee and you can submit as much as you want you can either email us at post at pobble.im or you can send entries to Pobble at 9 High Street Putlamura I am 95DP if you just look at Pobble on Facebook you'll be able to find more details but post at pobble.im is probably the best way uh, to contact us <laughs> Adrian Kane of the group 
Pavel, and the Ounder Brian Max Stoll, the Brian Stoll Award. More from Adrian next time about Pavel and its work. As a sentashnerjet gusjera chlersho chircho. So that brings us to the end of this edition of Shachle. Now from me, Bob Carswell, Achnish Wompin, Robert de Karslach, Slenew. <laughs>